0: this work and find what I'm doing here and it really really matters uh, as small as that may seem so if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show I much appreciate it thank you for listening let's get into it peace hey so just a quick heads up this episode was originally recorded just before the Super Bowl and life It was hectic. And so I did not have the time to get this out earlier. So you're going to get a a double double dip, you know what I'm saying? Double dip, President's Weekend, President's Day, Weekend situation. So uh, please enjoy the conversation. If you tie them both together, you know what I'm saying? You get a a whole death of vision. So with that, let's get into the show. Please. I'm Majestic.
1: My brother, Justice Raji.
0: Man. So. Uh, this week is week of Super Bowl, and in the Super Bowl, we have two first time in NFL history two uh, black quarterbacks. Uh, you know playing head to head. You know we've had other black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Um, you know Doug Williams of our youth to uh, you know Donovan McNabb, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, I'm thinking starters. Who else? There's somebody else that started the Super
1: Bowl. Did Cam Newton did they
0: make they Cam made, Newton? Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton started the Super Bowl. Uh there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. Um, you know, I think, you know, but you you, you get to be well get the
1: you one. you couldn't have you couldn't have all black Super Bowl because Tom Brady was in the league. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so for years, you were prohibited. from having two black quarterbacks play
0: each other because he was there every damn year. Think about uh, it. I think he played 21 seasons and seven Super Bowls. That means 33% of the Super Bowls that were available. He was in them. And he lost two. He lost two. Lost three. Pardon me. So, actually.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So every other year he was there anyway. At yeah, best, you mean. just could have got you could have gotten another five because he was there the other
0: ones. You know, flag or a footnote for a Hall of Fame conversations. It's like this is where I sometimes go, like, should any other quarterbacks from the last 20 years really get a chance besides him and and, and uh, Peyton? I guess and I guess you gotta do Bree just because he has so many counting sets. But from a at that position, doing stuff, perspective, just, just you know, we're not going to talk about this that long, but just saying, it's something to consider that maybe nobody gets in but Tom Brady. <laughs> like, all oh, the rest of y'all, like, y'all were good, but the rest of y'all, that dude went to 10 of the 21 Super Bowls that were available in his lifetime, so none of y'all get to get in. <laughs>
1: because, Listen, yeah. man, I, and then real quick, I know because we're going to talk about something far more important, but there is something to be said, you know, the dialogue around Aaron Rodgers. Um, and one, I think it's important to note how Aaron Rodgers is uh, a vaccine and all that other stuff has quickly been forgotten. But like. <laughs> and no, not just vaccine phobia, because people have decided to do what they want to do with their bodies, but the idea of the conspiracy theories there, mm-hmm. 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 which are two different things. Um, but, you know, we're, you know, people are debating. Aaron Rodgers is like role in, in the Hall of Fame. It's like, wait. Aaron Rodgers got to one Super Bowl.
0: Look, man, I'ma just say one. It. Like one, one, it's one chip, man. It's one chip. He should have you for all the fair fan. Oh, he's so amazing. In the moment of truth, more times than not, he come up short. Now, you can say, well, he's had a lot of moment opportunities to come up short.
1: So, I mean, <laughs> again, say what you want about <laughs> Tom Brady. He was in 10 or 21. He even went somewhere else and yeah. got there. He won one and lost one. Yeah, you
0: know, it's like some people get in, in, in the moment of truth and they close the deal, and some people go to the moment of truth and go, ah, oh, man, well, you know, if only what's his name would have caught that one pass. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 you know, you yeah, know, so. you, know? you know, so I just, just. No, I I mean if it doesn't come across, I'm not particularly impressed by Aaron Rodgers. Right? I don't care how <laughs> cool passes you through in games that ultimately ended up not meaning nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean they meant something just from a competitive perspective, but it's like, yo, you didn't you didn't close the deal, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but but what we came here for was <laughs> that uh you know with two black quarterbacks in 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 the uh you know in the, in the championship game you know the, it raises the discussion uh or an interesting discussion you know in sports uh, around you know pro athletes you know and their fathers and particularly I think you know and not just the NFL NBA everywhere black male athlete shows up show up there's usually a discussion at some point about you know um, what role you know? Whomever parented them, and and you know we know the the societal trope of the like only way out the hood was was, was you know basketball or football or whatever. You know, in the the interesting thing though, I think about these two quarterbacks is you have one in Jalen Hurts, who's who's who is the son of of a football coach, right? Which usually in the football world leads to many accolades about your. uh your you know intellectual acumen and your uh like oh he's coach's son you know coach's son you know you, you know your understanding of structure and um you know and not to say that Jalen Hurts doesn't get any of that praise because he because he does get you know some praise you know definitely for his character and then and, and from the from all of the accounts that I've had access to he he appears to be a dude that's like you know real stand up dude like you know as a Giants fan you know I don't like the Eagles but. You know, I feel like going, hey man, you know, you know, tip, you know, tip my hat, you know, to them uh, believing in dude and giving him the time to grow and develop as a as a pro, which is not normally done. And then, you know, Patrick Mahomes is in many ways, I mean, I, he's, you know, I think he's head and shoulders the best quarterback in a, in football right now. And then, you know, it's like him, and then it's the next group of everybody, you know, whoever you want to put in there. Um, you know, he's the son of a former. Uh, pro uh, pitcher, um, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes Sr., I, I, which, you know, I don't know all pitchers. Um, so I did a little little research, though, and, you know, I think, you know, he was like a 15-year pro. So he definitely made some money. Now, you got every money you didn't want to remember. If you played baseball in the 80s into the 90s, depending on your time window, you may not have made as much money as— You know, because we might be thinking that you made today's top of the line player money where you might have, you know, not that you didn't, uh, you may, he may have never crossed a million dollars, I guess I would say in any given year. I don't know for sure. I'll I'll go look into that. Um, But he's definitely, you know, he's, 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 he's uh, he's from uh, Texas and, and not like city Texas, you know, he's from, you know, more country environment and. And Texas, Texas. As he said, uh, they smoking on that Joe Burrow, um, you know, with with a certain level of gravelness, in his voice was definitely like a, you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if he's, uh, if, if his style is is as people may assume it to be, you know, being a, a former uh, baseball player, a retired player, but it's a very interesting juxtaposition because you, you know. How often the investment in sort of the hard scrabble, overcoming the circumstances of the of the the deplorables experience narrative, you know, gets 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 jacked up. But you know, it's it, it a lot of time in sports in reality, you know, that narrative of of the absent father and then this other thing happening. Is actually not as prominent as as I think folks would be. So it just struck me. I thought like it might be a good opportunity for us to to have a conversation about black fathers and, and sports and, and and especially even in these two particular athletes. Um, like kind of the like interesting, you know, I uh, you know I don't know if I want people constantly talk about. It. I mean, there was I guess a fair amount of articles in the last two weeks kind of touch base about them, but I just thought it was something that we should touch base on. Um, So what was one of your your thoughts just in that round?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think very similar to you, you know, the sports as a lens, right? And I think there's enough information that we see in the last 40 years, sports as a lens into the black experience, right? Um, Depending on your age, you may not remember a time when, you know, black people were framed exclusively by sports. And at that time, you didn't have, you know, Maverick Carter and Rich Paul and LeBron James and, you know, Kevin Durant being an investor and, and you know, every other basketball player being a VC, right? You know, and in the context of the whole Buy Black to and, you know, athletes being involved in that. So we take for granted that, like, that wasn't the way athletes were, Black athletes were perceived, especially in the 80s.
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. When... The idea of the 80s was frankly the cocaine fueled (laughs) uh you know player rather in basketball with michael ray richardson and you know being banned from the league or lawrence taylor right Mm -hmm. and like this idea of like the black player that is like you know uh, again like we know the tropes uncontrollable unstoppable right Uh, high off some sort of drug um and then you know, according and with that, also was this like they learned to play this because they was running around in Florida or Texas, you know, chasing squirrels and shit. But you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. the whole Muck City, you know, that, that's a real thing, right? But yeah. you know,
0: yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah, they chased the, the rabbits in the in sugarcane fields. Like, yeah, that yeah. so I mean, that, is a that real was like thing. a sighted, like real, yeah,
1: yeah, like Muck City. So that that that, that is a real thing, but like. So your frame as either doing that and again, pure athletic talent, not smart. So we have the history of the black quarterback where being plagued by this idea of making the right decisions, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, this goes back to Jersey Joe Gilliam, right? That played for the Steelers, mm-hmm. you know, you had, you know, Warren Moon, who was well regarded, but known for his rocket arm, right? Randall Cunningham was a scrambler, right? And we always juxtaposed them versus, you know, Doug Williams being like a scrappy quarterback. Right. We always juxtaposed them versus the Joe Montana's and, and so on. So now, when and so even like Dion, like, right, when you think about prime, think about prime. We don't talk about what his background was, his family was. We just think about him get, getting out the mud, get it out the mud and being flashy and, and a lot of these things and everybody always talking about shout out to their mothers. Right. So mm-hmm. when you look at today and you look at football and you take these two, which I think are just good examples, like what to your point, one is a, a coach's son, right? So he's been playing football and thinking about systems of playing football and went through and went to, you know, Alabama went to uh to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, two schools with good coaches, good systems. Comes to Philadelphia, does what he does there. But I don't know how much we always think about how smart those players are, right? Like, do we think of them in the ways that we've thought about other quarterbacks? Yeah, um, and then Mahomes as well being, again, a football football player. And he could have been a professional baseball player, which is important to remember. Um, And also that Black people still do play baseball. I know we have that challenge, you know, there's there's that conversation but Black people actually do. And we know D.S. Spork, Black people play baseball, but also Mm -hmm. Black people in America still play baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just this idea, again, of this quarterback who was a a once-in-a-generation quarterback, Whose father was in his life. There's no like, you know, missing meals, roaches falling from the, you know, <laughs> from, from the rafters. The, and yeah, roaches falling from the rafters into his, uh, you know, honey nut Cheerios and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it just what does this mean when we start to really understand that these very successful athletes and very successful people are coming from families. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean when we start talking about, and how do we lift up this idea of black children coming from functional and successful families and normalizing that in sports? I think you could also take a look at basketball, which is much the same way. And the the two ones I'll use to juxtapose for that are the ideas of LeBron and Allen Iverson, right? Mm-hmm. Um and when we think about them, we think about again, coming about the projects or some situation um very close with their mothers again, right and using using basketball as a way to like change their lives
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think a lot of us had that that, that thought about players, right, which is interestingly, we. Don't frame Kobe the fact that his father was a professional basketball player. Sometimes yeah. we would be like, "Oh yeah, he's from Italy and all that." Like, yeah, because your dad was playing international basketball.
0: Yeah, like, but and your dad also did play in the NBA, but he also right. played overseas.
1: Like you know what I'm saying, yeah. So your fi- like you know, so the the person that we look at sometimes, we're like, look at his dedication. Yeah, because he came from a basketball family. Like he actually knew what it took to do the thing. Yeah. Which is important to think about why he was successful because he knew what it took to do the thing, even if he didn't go to college to do the thing. But so when you look at, like I said, look at LeBron and Iverson and then today we have the. The John Morant's we got this Steph Curry's. We got, you know, um, Clay Thompson's right. We have these basketball players now who, again. Are not framed by the other kind of thing of like, you didn't have nothing, played on a hoop, played on a rim with no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, played on a bald rim and had to shovel snow. You got people who play smart, thoughtful basketball and they are the children of other athletes, right? And so again, of men who were in their child, children's lives. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, we like to talk about the, The stats um, of, of, you know, black fathers and talk about black fathers father more, you know, and I I think that's good. Sometimes we talk about the numbers, but nothing beats a real story. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's just important to see black men fathering. So you see John Morant's father at the games, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's present with his son at the games, and that has a lot, and that says a lot about his engagement with his son to this day. And I think it's you know just important also to provide different lenses of how people can understand how you can continue to father. That is not just like one way of doing it. That fathers can be participatory. Um, and I don't even know in these all these situations if the you know if the if their mothers and fathers are still involved in a relationship, and that's frankly not important to this conversation. But what is important is that these men are present. And as we get to the Super Bowl, undoubtedly there will be dialogues and conversations upon about, about the grit and the, all these other things. But it's also important to make sure we're talking about the intelligence um, and the thoughtfulness of these players, of these black quarterbacks as well. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because I think it's like the, you know, the the at least my experience, my interpretation is sort of when the when the when the hard scrabble narrative isn't accessible, it's just usually kind of like let's just not bring it up. <laughs> like like we no longer care about your parents if it's not a hard scrabble story, unless it, if they were a former pro and then like if they were like a a, a well known former pro, right? Then then maybe it, it shifts, but often it kind of becomes you got to discover you know that like. Was it like uh, you know? There's you know in this age, there's a a lot, there's a fair amount of pro athletes who are the second generation, either directly in the in and of themselves, or they're like the cousins. You know, they're in the same pot. You know, like you know, that's my uncle kind of thing. Like I was <laughs> listening to with there, there's a player on the Giants who who as a fan I I find beloved because uh, he's always in, in a tough situation. I met Darnay Holmes, who's, who's a, who's a uh, backup, um, you know, one of our defensive backs. And I was watching the show, and they were talking about, you know, a particular play that was controversy for my Washington uh, Commanders fans and feeling he should have got a penalty. Uh, but during that conversation, he's like, yeah, that's like – He's key. I don't know if he, I think that Keyshawn Johnson said it's like his, his godson, or you know, he's relative to some other former NFL players, either by relationship right, right. <laughs> or by you know, you know, direct line. Um, there's another player who actually ended up being an interesting player on the Giants who, um, the wide receiver Hodgkins, who his father was, uh, the fullback on the, uh, the greatest show on turf teams uh, mm. from the Rams, right? Wow. Um, What's the name? Slater. Matt Slater, who's played like 20 years in the NFL on special teams, is, you know, Jack the great, Jackie Slater's, you know, son, right? Like you start looking around and there's like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so boy. You know what I mean? That's, that's his kid. that You know, and then, you know, not to mention the, you know, the, the coaching side of things, like it's, it's not uncommon. It's just not normally credited. That like, you know, folks that are highly invested, especially in football, you kind of gotta really be committed to football to like get there. Um, you know, that sometimes, like, yeah, that's this person's related to that, or you know, you you know, you mean you know, you have the these crossovers. But we we tend, I think, in 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 the modern conversation about it, if it's not if it doesn't either fit that narrative of, of the hard scrabble overcoming, you know, maybe a medical thing, it's no longer exciting to talk about you know what's what the family that these you know, individuals come from and I think it's you know when you get to the place that you're at with the Super Bowl and having you know the quarterback being the, the, the most important position on the field and the most significant position and the position where if that player doesn't make good choices and doesn't play well it's a pretty good chance that you're not your team's not going to do well Um, as we've built, you know, our, our narrative around this sport has built that space up, um, you know, as we've got to this place where, you know, the, the implication is always then that, you know, the player that is there, their, their mental faculty is sometimes is a credit to how they were raised and the people they were from and all these other things, you know, whether as subtext, you know, I'm saying in some cases as text, you know, like the Manning brothers get, this um, acknowledgement of, of being the child of this player, who's you know seen as like a dude that was really good, but was always on superiorly terribly managed teams, you know, in Archie Manning. So it's like, like it's like Archie, like Archie was playing great, and he was you know interesting, and he ran around, and he did crazy stuff, but <laughs> these teams were terrible, and therefore, right. you know, and I don't know, I don't know when in the Manning. Life arc that they decided that like, I mean you know some of it was that 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 Peyton you know obviously in the high school level or going to college like displayed this like super super quarterbacking capacity, you know what I'm saying? And then um, you know Eli followed, you know with his own level of super quarterbacking you know this which you know I can argue with people which I'll I'll, I'll save for later. Some people like to act like you know you just just you know schmo you know just a regular guy just a dude he's just a Joe showed up to the game, you know, no plans and, um, didn't, didn't to play back, play, play the sport.
1: It just lucked his way. I think he just said he, he suffers from, he suffers from like what I think some, you know, if I relate like basketball, like you were just really good in a time that like, there were just really other people who had these outsized personalities or, you know, even though, I mean, he was in the biggest media market in America.
0: Well, Well, you know, I said it like, this is my argument. We'll save it for later. If he did the same thing anywhere else, not New York, it would be like a folk hero. But because it's New York, it's the perception of like that it should be better. And he also makes funny faces. You know, <laughs> What can you do? He makes a weird face that doesn't always make you think that whatever face he's making means that he's <laughs> that he's tuned into the game. Mm, that's,
1: that's an interesting point. Right. <laughs>
0: that, but, that's a good point. Right, so, but, but, you know, what the heart of what I wanted to get to is that, like, you know, I don't know if some people have a publicist that helps to like further the idea of going, like, hey, man, that's the son of a coach, and 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 like, you know, that like, kind of build the legend. You know what I mean? But like, it's, I think it's important to to think about the relationship that, like, yeah, it it is uh, significant that if, uh, especially if your father is a coach or is involved in the sport too, you know, or as a pro athlete, that if you also then become a pro athlete, like, you know, there's a lot of things where people are really, really good at something and their, 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 uh, you know, progeny don't necessarily excel in that same thing, you know, whether that be sports, you know, or other parts of the world, you know, I know, you know, there's a lot of other reasons why, you know, if your parent was a doctor and maybe you didn't become a doctor, but you did something else well, we wouldn't necessarily expect, you know, we know that the being a doctor is not passed <laughs> through the genes, so to speak. We assume the sport, the proficiency in sports is, which I would argue right. it is not. I would say the, maybe the capacity and the access and the opportunity because your your parent is in that sport is there. But I just listened to a good interview today with Charles Barkley and the the the, the, the point when he realized his daughter and, and had to have a conversation with his daughter that, you don't really like basketball, and she's like, "Nah, I'm not really into it," you know. And he wanted, he, he, you know, he was, he wanted her to be into it, but she wasn't, and he had to accept as a parent, like, yeah, like, yes, you could have this great athletic potential, but if she's not really in, in the in base and in, into basketball, then that's not something that's going to happen, right? But I think it's it's assumed, and I feel in the way people use the word talent, and and it may not mean it that it's almost this idea that you. You, you, you know since your dad was good then you'll be good or since you come from this then you'll be great too and it's like nah sometimes you you have to actually you still have to like work to be a good professional athlete no matter what you're, you're you know if you if you were fortunate in the genetic olympics to be you know 6'2 and be able to uh hold on you know 230 pounds of muscle and still be fast that's great <laughs> like you did win that you did in terms of like humans that can play that sport but right. you know, you still got to learn how to play <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, right.
1: Like, you, you just... And I think that's also a part of one of the things I was thinking about as you were adding on is just, again, this role of quarterback and about leadership. Mm-hmm. Again, if you kind of look back at the black quarterback, um, it's been the black quarterback can move. Mm-hmm. The black quarterback is strong. The black quarterback is fast, right? And And even at times, the black quarterback is clutch. Like, you know, there are times where that was the... That was the idea that was attached on. Then you also had people like McNabb that it was framed that he was not clutch. You know, take that for what you will. Um, But like you know, I think both of these quarterbacks, and I think as a broader context about leadership and the quarterback's ability to lead their teams. um, And I, I will be honest, I don't think it's much of a as racial explicitly anymore because i mm-hmm. think there are a lot of white quarterbacks who people question their, their ability to lead teams. oh yeah yeah
0: yeah it definitely you know has changed I mean? it definitely has changed from um our youth for sure like that 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 particular aspect is not as like either on the front end or the back end like oh well we don't know maybe you know not sure if it' not a lot of like using, like. Well, he's got to depend on his instincts. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, like you know the coded
1: language, yeah, the coded yeah, language yeah. that that was there, and then the then the the what's the name? Like you know, oh, but this guy's just got it. He's got that it factor. He's a leader of men, right? Like <laughs> so, you you know, which was again what you usually felt when you had a white quarterback that wasn't really really good, but <laughs> it was passable on the other team. They would say he had the it factor. Yeah. Um, But now you have, again, like this idea of leadership and what does it mean for these these, you know, quarterbacks to lead their teams? And what does that start to look like when, again, in a society where outside of things like Barack Obama, right, people, you know, people don't get to really understand black people. And black men in particular, as leaders, as broad leaders, other than leaders maybe of their own communities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's one thing always to say, okay, this person is a leader of their communities, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right on, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like that type yeah. of, you know, right on. So it's like, but versus like, no, I'm just a leader. I'm a leader of a team. I'm a leader of a band of men in this case who are dedicated to this goal. Yeah. And whether it be very vocal or not, that being seen and represented along with the, the presence of their fathers, I think becomes really important about socializing a new narrative that there's a generation that won't start with any other concept mm-hmm. you know what i mean their messaging doesn't start with the black quarterback can't sit in the pocket or the black quarterback can't make decisions yeah
0: yeah yeah and i, and I think it's interesting it's it's, it's a, definitely a mark of growth you know overall that like they, they are both Currently, like being praised for what they do bring to the game, like in their in their own styles, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think uh, it, it just all quarterbacks, and there's like Mahomes, and there's all the other quarterbacks <laughs> at the NFL currently, in, in my perspective from watching them play and some of the things he does um, from a you know his style of play being more of the like you know pass first, and even if 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 the threat of like being able to ac- exercise the threat of run, but maybe not as prominently as that might play in, into Hertz's game. But the thing I respect about Jalen Hurts, especially over the last year and a half, is like, you know, things within his his play style and his his competencies as a quarterback, notwithstanding, like, yeah, like he be out there executing, make, making the decisions, you know, reading, you know, doing doing the stuff that you need to do. Um, but, you know, he seems to also have a, of a good sense of self, which I think uh, is, is important, you know, in terms of, like, how you lead a team in a sport. You know what I'm saying? That you got to, like, you know, what's your job? And and he clearly wants to win the games, too. Like, you know, I think people sometimes can, can mistake being mild-mannered to being, like, you don't want to win. Like, it's, it's clear dude wants to win. You know I'm saying? And I think it's, 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 it's beautiful for the sport to have, a like, a, a kind of diversity of way the people playing can show up, um, and that like you know we haven't been inundated with like sort of some. If this was ten years ago, we would have been over and over again. People would have told us about how massive. Even though people do talk about you know Jalen hurt squatting a lot of weight, but you know once once it gets out there that you've squatted six hundred pounds, people keep bringing it up. That's just how that goes. So everybody that don't lift weights, just just a, if you ever squat a lot of weight and people find out about it. People gonna be like, hey, oh, yeah, that dude over there, he once squatted, you know, four fifty. Like, you know, they're gonna bring it up. That's how that goes. But you know, six hundred is it's not a lot of people on earth that'll ever spend, <laughs> put six hundred pounds on their over their back and, and you know pick it up and down. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying was like, I think ten years, definitely fifteen years ago, you know, in the age of Vic. We would have been inundated with discussion about sort of like oh the physical gifts and he's, and, and all the instinctual and the, ooh, ooh da, 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 and 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 not be like he's reading the play the right way and uh you know him and his teammate are developing chemistry so that they can read they can make adjustments on the site and they, all that all the stuff that is attributed which historically was attributed to quote unquote the like you know the brainiac quarterbacks not the guys that just depend on their athletics. You know, what I'm saying it's it's a very interesting um, change, you know, to see that. Uh, and then I think on the on the on the father's side of this, though, like I, I, I I'm curious to, or it'd be fun, almost on a, a fly in the wall kind of piece to like to see, you know, I think any I think it's normal. Or it could be expected that if you you know, anytime well oh, here's a better place actually it came to me. Like when your kids do something cool as a parent, and definitely me as a father, I'd be like, yeah. Like I don't pat myself on the back too hard, but I pat myself on the back a little bit, like, yes. That's,
1: Absolutely.
0: That's, that's my baby out there. You know what Shit, I mean? that's, 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 right. that's my baby. You see my baby out there, you see what my baby just did. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. and I, I think it's I love the idea of folks seeing that prominently and not thinking about it almost like, you know, or, or at least maybe we've moved to a place where it's not seen as like like his pop just started showing up because now he's famous. And it's like, nah, they these people's they pops been in part of they been on the scene, you know, they they've been there for the journey. <laughs> you know I'm mean? saying? Like they didn't just turn yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? And then these two individuals in their role, but some of the others, like you mentioned, John Moran's pops. Um, you know, we think about like Steph Curry, Thompson, uh uh what's uh I'm trying to think. There's a, there's another player that's head name popped into my head and then it went back out.
1: Um I mean you got Larry Nance Jr.
0: Yeah, Nance Jr. Um
1: the well, not Rivers the Lincoln, crew.
0: yeah, the Rivers crew. Uh I was the, oh that's who I was thinking about. I was thinking about, you know, I mean we might have brought this up one day and just as a as a tip of the hat uh, to to the ball the ball boys. Like, look. Oh yeah. You know, whatever y'all think, if you think he was talking crazy because he was saying he, he could have got at Jordan back in the 80s when he was at whatever school he was at, look, man, if 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 he if if his son's goal were to get to the league and he got got all three of them at least got a shot at the two of the two of the three is playing and the other one you know maybe playing pro overseas, man, props to them. He, he like, Yes, you could take a personal victory lap in the in general the, yeah. as a parent if your kids. Get to the things that they want to do in life, and seem to be doing well and are healthy. Yeah, man. Like it's okay to be for us, for you to be excited, and for us as a society to be like, hey, man, good job by y'all, man. You know, and not to say, notwithstanding anyone else's boisterous
1: and it's okay that they may be boisterous, right? Like that's the other thing. Like it's almost like okay, yeah, you could be black and be successful, or, or brown and successful, or you know, whatever. Like you know, what I mean, you can. But like, don't 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 glute, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't do too much. Don't do too much. And it's like, well, maybe they did. maybe they're doing a lot because maybe in the in the sense of, you know, the balls, because maybe this is actually a huge deal, right? Like maybe the fact that three of your sons were at least pro level globally, somewhere in the somewhere in the world, could play mm-hmm. on a pro level. And they're all within five or six years of each other, that's a big deal. Yeah. And again, no matter right? what
0: like, you, yeah, no matter the what you're doing. Same thing with think.
1: the Mannings, right? Yeah. Like, okay, RG was one and Peyton, you know, but the last brother, I don't think he made it. but I mean, that's fine. Like yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't downplay the role of the Manning's.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the word was that he he had a future. he had he had a, he had a had that spinal stenosis. You know what I'm saying? So he had to give up the football. Oh man, okay. Yeah. See, see. Yeah. But anyway, he was the oldest. Cooper was the oldest, and he had to give up the uh, era the, the football because of the you know the risk of injury.
1: Um okay, okay. But yeah, like I just think like if if they are a little different than I guess the traditional way we think people should do their victory lap, that's fine, but they still deserve their victory lap. And to the degree where we're socializing, where this is a way that you can be successful, I think it's, it's, it's just really important, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just brought up just bringing this up as we get closer to it. um I'll say, you know, what, what was important and is important because I think we have to constantly evaluate how we're seeing all people, right? Like we have to constantly evaluate how we understand, you know, those who identify is as, Latino, Latina, you know, how you know, the different ways you want to frame it. We have to understand how we see folks, you know, one of the things I'll just throw out there is I think in America, like I'm going to say this, I think when we talk about Latino performers, it's one thing if it's like Ricky Martin, but it's Mm -hmm. another thing if it's Bad Bunny. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you have Ricky Martin, who is like giving you the pizzazz or the flavor that we constant, that we connect with Latino artists, like that's fine in America. But when you're Bad Bunny and barely talk to people in English.
0: Right. People to feel some kind of way.
1: But just feel some kind of way about that. But PSA folks, he's from America. <laughs> <laughs> he's Puerto Rican, which means he's from America. Yep. And just because he doesn't speak English all the time to you, he's still from America. Because guess what? We have places where people don't speak English all the time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, you know. So I mean, so I, and I just say that juxtaposition of like, you know, how people perceive brown folks and how they perceive like. You know the the tropes that we have for them, you know the ways that we accept them, and I think there's just a lot of lenses for all of that, yeah. right? That we have to constantly be uh, rigorous about and and, consci- and and aware of. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. So you know, I think my uh, you know my overall closing thought would just be like, you know, I encourage folks to just to, to turn on their editor to when, when the narrative about family comes up <laughs> it, it, over the next week, you know, media week, and, you know, even with other players, right? Because, you know, it's so much we don't know about these people, you know, who are playing these boards and they're on the TV. And, you know, and I ain't saying every, we need to know everybody's everything. I don't, I don't know if we're privileged to that level of understanding. But if we're going to also make other judgments about the nature of people, the, to To make in space where we're going, like, am I really, um, am I making space to treat them with like a sense of compassion as a human and like understanding their story as a person or like how they got here, um, and not, uh, you know, and not just being disrespectful, you know. Also, if you just don't really want to get too deep on anybody, you just want to watch the sport, you can do that too. <laughs> like, you know, you know, that's have, right. You can yeah. just be like, yo I just like watching the games. Like, I ain't trying to know everything about everybody. I just hope that they have a, hope the game goes, I want to watch something entertaining and I hope it's fun and I hope nobody gets, you know, hurt, you know, too bad or anything. And, you know, maybe that, maybe that's your, your space. That's fine too. It's just, it's I think it's just important that um this kind of raised the moment to, to elevate that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, you know, black fathers and stuff. And then all the parents, all the, all the parents out there parenting somebody, all the aunties and the, and the, and the play cousins, the play aunts and the, and the, you, you, you know, Person, father figures, mother figures, people figures, figure figures, figuring stuff. Somebody counting on you, man. That's, that's, that's love, love, slam. Man, we need that. We need all that. So, yeah. All
1: right. So, just what's uh, what you got for the score? <sighs>
0: I've been thinking on it a lot. You know, there's a part of me two weeks ago and even a and i know some of the 49ers fans are going to dispute this i don't think it mattered if purdy played the whole game that was going to be a 30 something to whatever beat down either way but suffice it to say um I, I as a part of me that felt that the eagles might just be so over particularly talented and structured well as a team that it might not matter and that they might win all these games by you know t- 20 points however if there's anybody whose uh, capacity to play the game and if he's not, you know, pressured out of, you know, out of being able to do so, could 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 put up points that would force the, the Eagles to have to play a game where they are not in, in, in the, in the kind of, you know, kind of rolling downhill the way they like to do. You know what I'm saying? Because they love nothing more, I think, as a team than to get a lead and then roll downhill on you by getting another play and getting another play and then oh now you're suddenly down 21 and then they're feeling great you know what I'm saying they're like yeah we you know and they can fly off the line and try to sack you in the whole bit and if you know if he out there doing uh my homeboy type stuff and, and, and is able to go nah that's that's cool y'all scored right, I I got one back for us and then maybe i am double up and get get ahead on you. So I think I said all that to say <sighs> I I'm I think I'm moving to like Mahomes, you know, the, the Chiefs winning in a close, like, you know, like one point, you know, late field goal type of situation, like, you know, 34, 31, 33, 30, uh kind of game, or maybe maybe even a, like a 35, 34, like you gotta score a touchdown in the in the in the closing minute to get up by one point kind of. Fact. So that's what I'm going with.
1: Okay i um talent wise you know I think it's twenty eight seventeen eagles, hmm. you know, on paper, but games, you know as the infamous saying is games aren't played on paper, yeah <laughs> um paper wise, I see it I kind of see it similar like I see chiefs maybe by three. Right. Like, but close. Chiefs by three, Eagles by three, because, you know, to your point, if if the Eagles get downhill, I don't think the Chiefs have the firepower to go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if if they get moving, if once that train gets moving, then you know yeah I, I don't see the chiefs defense stopping them as much as i think the eagles defense can possibly neutralize uh them but i mean again to me mahomes is the x factor yeah um he's the most talented player on the field and so to me there's always a challenge when you have someone who's superlative on a team that changes the complexion of the game yeah. So you know, um. Yeah. Up. So yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll come back to it and see what it look like when we talk to y'all next time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so with that, um, you know, I guess we can wrap it up unless us got something else. Nope. All right. So with that, we we'll say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to good brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm Justin. Uh as I said at the beginning podcast comes to you directly edited, produced, and everything by me, so some days a little behind you can support the podcast by listening, sharing, uh, liking, rating, and subscribing wherever you listen, and uh, you know the whole real, so I'm going to keep it brief on this one, because like I said, it's a President's Day double dip, okay, the second one coming right up, so I'll save uh, the spiel for that one, so um, thank you for listening.